If you enjoy Our Sinclair and want to support the show, please visit our page at patreon.com slash Our Sinclair. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Our Sinclair. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about our type. Ooh, our type? What's your type, Aaron? Hey, redhead, but that's a whole different story. Is it? Did you ever put an ad in a classified? <laughs> sure, all the time. You know, like back back in your day when you were a single and looking to mingle, that's what couples did, right? They found each other well, through we the had, classified. We had speed dating. We had video dating. Right, right. right. Uh, you know, I'm so old that if you really were hard up for a girlfriend, you just walk to the next cave and hit one with a club. Just mm. drug her across by her hair. Do you still have any of the VH tapes that, that you made, you know, that you submitted to these services? Well, that was part of the situation is they get to keep the tapes. Uh. And they weave them into some real cheap Dairy Mart style films. Yeah, yeah. I, I do like the, uh, when I watch those on YouTube, I do like the soundtrack that accompanies a lot of those. It's a very sort of AM gold type sound. It reminds me of sort of a, uh, like a 70s elevator tune. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not that. Of it's course. not. It's not that. That'll get us taken down by YouTube right there. That's all you need to do. It Four notes. Jump you. Bam! They'll Four get, notes. get you. No, you know the uh, uh, speed dating and 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 ads in the papers. That's sort of all gone away. Yeah, because now we've got Tinder. Uh, yeah, and you know, it's just like your uh, your buddy from Korea. What was mm-hmm. the name of that service he was fooled with? That uh, he worked for Chat Roulette. Chat. Bam! Get on that. Yeah, that's all you need. You know? I've seen some. Have you been on there? I've seen. I've seen some compilations that the are quite compilations. Yeah, what do you are, mean? You look. Go on YouTube and type in chat roulette compilation. Really? There's a, yeah. there's a, oh, okay. That yeah, sounds pretty good. Yeah, and of course that's not even counted all the uh, all the naked bits. That Have you, you ever been on a blind date? Um, no, never. Yes, maybe. I don't really know what that means. You don't know what a blind? Someone set you up with a chick you've never. No, met. I've never been set up. Really? Like, I met a girl online, and I saw, like, her picture. Yeah. But I guess that's not a blind date before we met, because no. I saw her picture, right? Did she look like the picture? No. Yeah. Have you ever set anybody up on a blind date? Yes. No. No. What the, Why do you keep answering with two things? Well, it can't be both. At first, I thought I had, but then I realized they already knew each other. So that's, But that's sort of the way it's done now. Yeah. It's all computer-related. But back in the day, you know, I'll tell you, here's a little tidbit. I don't know why we're on this subject, but when I was in high school... Every year they would bring in this matchmaking computer date thing, and they would. This is in high school, sponsored by the school. You paid your two bucks. They'd take all the people in the school and smush them into this computer database. I don't know what they use, what algorithm they use, but they would give you your top ten or so chicks to hook up. They with. were still doing that when I was in high school. And you, and I'd be like, and I remember. Uh, and you pay five bucks for that little booklet or something. And what's well, a little piece of paper? And yeah. I remember, it matched up with the hottest, smartest, most successful chick in school. <laughs> so if you could only, if it was like a coupon, you'd have been in. You know, I want to, I want to, I want to use this. You just take it to her and you say, look, you got no choice. You're on the list. Yeah. If you make, <laughs> that should be part of it. Whoever's on your list, you got to give them a chance. That's right. Just give me yeah. a chance. It didn't happen. Mm. I needless to say. Who was the hottest girl in your high school? Well, well, I mean, what am I just gonna say? An arbitrary name? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I can't remember much about high school. You know, was there I, like one generally regarded hottest girl at your high school? No, not one. Okay. You know? So there wasn't one queen above all the there others. There was a girl named Beth that I thought was very uh, attractive girl, very nice. She was in the band, uh, and uh, uh, one of my friends did go out with her for uh, for a period of time. Mm-hmm. No, but not, I never did. Were you Were you always singing that Cars song? My best friend's girlfriend. Yeah, no, it was actually Jesse's girl was oh, a, a yeah. song I would. I, yeah. I, 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 I want to tell her that I love her, but the point's probably moot. It is. It it's, always it's is. It's a moot. great line. 
Now I'm going to tell her that I hate her, but the point's moot. So either way you go, you're pretty much boned. That's you, a whole other thing. You song. ever talk to her anymore? I've never talked to her. <laughs> <laughs> that answers that question. This is our Love Lord podcast, everyone. Would what you get that? us back on track, Bode? Okay. Good so Lord. We're going to talk about our type. For real this time. <laughs> it is the name. Every time you hear it, you just like, what? you know, it's a very obscure blood type as well. Yeah, yeah. What a strange name for a game. Do you have any insight on uh, how they chose this I game? actually have a little bit of insight on, on, on this because, you know, of course, the uh, Sinclair game here was based on the arcade classic from IRIM. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't hear much about IRIM, but they had a lot of, of good games. Ten Yard Fight. Well, is that is that one of theirs? That's what I always. So think the of. R in this uh, game. What do you think it stands for? Do you think thoughts? Any guesses? I always thought that this was originally supposed to be a pirate game. Oh, <laughs> oh you're so clever, but wrong. So stupidly mm. wrong. It stands for Ray, 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 like a ray of light. Not like the Ghostbuster. No, 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 Ray. So that's what it stands for. Uh, and the game uh, came out. You're, this is gonna blow your mind. So. This game came out July 1st in the arcades, 1987. That is a long time ago. I, I would realize. not have pegged this as a game that old. No, I would absolutely not. Because in the arcade, this was a top shelf yeah. shooter. Shoot 'em up, if you will. You know, it's funny. I was saying this earlier. When I was a kid, we always called these games shooters, but now no one calls them that. They call them shmups. And so now intermittently, I'll just default back to that, and people think I'm an idiot. Yeah. And they know that can't be true. So. True. So, um,. In this, in the arcade version of this game, uh, you're a pilot. You're uh, going after aliens, and you can occasionally obtain this device called a force. It's like a ball. It sits in front of your ship, mm -hmm. and the and th this is also true in the in the Spectrum version. And you can take this ball. You can keep it in front of you. You can ram stuff with it. You can also uh, basically hit a button and the ball comes off the ship and it's basically it's a little like satellite. Kind of kind of cool. Mm -hmm. This was a pretty revolutionary concept back in 87. I mean, yeah. this, I mean, basically games of that era, for the most part, you were just shooting stuff and, you know, maybe, I mean, this game, you have like a Super Cobra or something like that where, or, you know, where you would just go right to, or left to right mm -hmm. and just shoot stuff. Yeah. There was no special coolness. So this... This added bonus stuff made it a little bit more fun. This is really this is probably the first game that, that really featured a mechanic like this because this whenever you talk about other games like this, they're like, oh yeah, it's like our type, you mm -hmm. know. So this was like the first. Now, uh, one of the problems this game had uh, in the arcade was, and this it's funny this carried through most of the other versions. It was brutally hard. Mm -hmm. It was Japan hard. Yeah, and we all know what that means. They don't screw around over there. It's funny, having uh, lived in, in uh, the UK, uh, I lived in the UK, having lived near UK, University of Kentucky, there was an arcade there, and I got to see a lot of uh, different uh, students that would come from all over the world there to the arcade to play. And I would often see like uh, Japanese or Korean kids come in and they dominated the games like this. I mean, no one could touch them. Mm -hmm. And I always wondered, I was like, they must just, I don't know what, I don't know what makes that happen. I mean, it's just, they I grew they, up they, with harder yeah, stuff or they better grew, they grew hand up, eye. I don't they know. grew up playing harder stuff. You know, so. All it, we've got is our freaking jump man. Yeah, we got, we're, we're boned. So, uh, so anyway, of course, a game of the quality of our type was going to get a lot of ports and it got ported to a zillion things. So, uh, amongst the things it was ported to was, in fact, the ZX Spectrum boat. Mm -hmm. That's why we're here. So this guy, this uh, R type for the Spectrum came out in '88. Right. That's incredible. One that's year a, turnaround. That's an incredible turnaround yeah. on this game. 
Uh, it was published by Electric Dream Software. Good name. Did, what else? Have they done anything else we played? That sounds familiar. I, they may have. I didn't write anything down. Okay. The name is awesome. Yeah, I'm, I it love does it. sound familiar. It's like a um, Philip K. Dick novel. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Um, now, uh, the authors of this, though they were the publisher, the authors of this were a, were a group called Software Studios. Now, this game's credited with three different people, and I, I, I did not see who exactly did what. So I'm just going to. You've got you. You got. I think this is the programmer Bob Pape or Pape P A P E. Uh, he was responsible for or worked on Dragon Breed, Firefight, Oregon Master. Who knows what that's going on there? <laughs> Oregon, like the state? No, Oregon, like. Oh. Da -da 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 -da. Okay. You have to fire that up later. Oregon master. Yeah, what would you do there? Just, Just cause a lot of rain? Yeah, rain over Portland. Um, and, you know, not let you pump your own gas. Uh, he also did pyramids. He did a port of Rampage. And Sploosh and Tusker. Ooh. Sploosh sounds interesting. All those games sound interesting. Uh, another, the other fellow that worked on it, Mark A. Jones. He was he worked on Afterburner. Um, um, Hellfire Attack. Uh-oh. Maze Mania. Rampage as well. Super Sprint. Tusker. Tusker A game called War, and of course, Altered Beast. Everyone's favorite. I hear the, I hear the Amiga ports just fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. It. You never let that die, will you, Boat? Uh, the third fellow that worked on this, Robert L. Highlands, he only has one credit, which is Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy! Is that the song? Uh, I don't know. Um, so, uh, this is for the 48K Spectrum, one player, Boatster. Uh, and the original price for this thing, back when it was released, can you believe this? I can't even get over it. The pricing is unbelievable uh, over for the Spectrum versus what we you know, paid over here. A nine pound, 99p. Yeah, well, the way I think about it is that by the time we roll around to 1988, uh, the Spectrum is known as a budget machine. And so even the full price titles on the Spectrum are still going to be a lot less than your your titles well, on, the, on the Amiga. I, I consider this when looking at these games. I really do, because... Uh, that is a that's a hell of a good even back in the eighties that's not a bad price at sure. all you know um, uh, and the budget price is like th was two pound nine nine p are you kidding me they're practically it's giving a, it yeah, away no and it's kidding. a great game um, Pixel says that uh, Electric Dream published Super Hang On Super Sprint and Tempest on the Spectrum Ooh, so Tempest some, what a pedigree that, yeah because yeah. Tempest is not a game you think of home ports on no no you know, I don't think I can't think of any except I mean that are actual Tempest yeah, not Tempest not the Jag yeah yeah yeah. Uh, this also came out of the Amstrad, the C64, and the MSX, and the Sega Master System, among others. Mm. I mean, I think it's been Almost with the, with the virtual really. arcade and stuff. Yeah. That, this stuff's been uh, has been shopped around. So let's let's discuss, uh, Boat, if we will. Uh, what is R-Type? Go ahead and tell the, the fine folks at home what R-Type is all about. Okay, so you are flying through this uh, somewhat organic-looking uh, alien landscape in space, and uh, you're flying from left to right, and uh, various creatures are trying to uh, sometimes destroy you, sometimes just try and fly around you, and of course their touch means death. Um, <laughs> This game is unique in that it's a shooter, but it has a, uh, a charge beam. And so instead of just, you know, pew, 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 you can hold the button down, and the longer you hold the button down, your, uh, your, your bullet becomes more powerful, and it also changes appearance. It What's goes, the heavy beam sound like? <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Very good, Bo. And so um, the, uh, it, it adds a layer of depth to, you know, like you said, this this is probably in a lot of ways the first truly modern um, vertical, no, horizontal shooter. 
Uh, I can't think of any other games that, that had all of these options kind of at once. There might have been something that had one of these things, but not, not all of them. Um, it was certainly a, a trendsetter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, you know, you, you basically traverse each each stage. You've got a boss at the end of it, you know, a big creature. And um, you've got power-ups. The orb, what did you say the special name? The force, right? Force, the, the force. force the force has got different, different qualities depending on yeah. what you can pick up. They give you lasers. They they allow you to the, to detach and shoot different things. It's a really cool idea. That's more than just we're giving you a different type of missile to fire out of your ship. The 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 for, the, the use of the force in in these games is is I always have found difficult because you literally can maneuver it around. Yeah, it's very wacky. Um, amongst the things that this game offers were a um, an array of various. Uh, missile weapons, or 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 I guess lasers. Mm-hmm. You've got these sort of circular lasers that come out. Uh, you've got these uh, reflective lasers that just bounce all over the place like diamond bounces. You know, just right angles. Mm-hmm. Then you've got this real bizarre, like uh, follows the pattern of the, sc- of the screen. These kind of like lasers, almost like Tron cycles that come out. They kind of they kind of just go around everything that's it's like a kick available. sort of deal very yeah. bizarre mm-hmm. uh, that you know I'm not a fan of those by the way those because they're hard to use um, the, but the force you know, controlling the force is key because you don't have to hold the button down you kind of put up on the you hit the, the this game has a detach button uh, we should mention that this game does allow the uh, Kensington mm-hmm. controller or the keyboard I actually played it just to, I'll, I usually do this on the Spectre I play this with the keyboard and uh, I always I, that's the way I like to play most of my Spectrum games, and it does okay. Uh, I, controlling the force was a little, you know, you had to get used to it. The detach button, though, I like, it's nice to have that second button there, which of course you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Now we played this on the Amigos a while back, uh, and this I will say this is a fairly faithful version to the arcade. I went back and watched some arcade play. Uh, the one thing about this game is uh, I found there were. And keep. I'm gonna. Here's a disclaimer. You ready? I look at games like this in a certain frame of mind, and the frame of mind is, what can they do with given the tools that they have yeah, to work sure. with? Yeah, sure. I now, think that's fair. Given the tools that they had to work with, if I was a kid that had a Spectrum 48K and this honed end of view, I would be ecstatic over it. <clears throat> now, modern Aaron plays this and it's incredibly well I, I wrote some notes down and one of the things I wrote down was it's jumpy uh, jumpy you it's got I, I don't know I wouldn't call them frame rate issues but it's just it's not smooth is the easiest way to put it we played uh, uh, more T Vicker whatever that was called mm-hmm. a couple months uh, month, month or so ago and say what you will about that game this game is a lot more adventurous than that a lot more there's a lot more going on uh, but that game was much smoother than this one, a whole lot smoother, I think, than this one is. This, I, I found this game to be not very smooth. Uh, this game has a lot of color. It's 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 kind of wacky spectrum color, just kind of random rainbow colors. It almost reminds me of, of putting an overlay on your Vectrix. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're just Where the, the, the colors don't necessarily correspond to anything in particular. They're just there. Right, right. Um, something else that bothered me when I played this was cheap computer uh they would for example you would come back from being killed 
that you would come back on the screen and it would almost instantly on some areas that you get killed be a guy that rolls up behind you or above you or whatever and drops in you could instantly die without having a chance to hardly do anything mm-hmm. you've got to be very careful that always drives me uh drives me nuts now with all that said uh, there are plenty of positives uh there's a uh, a large amount of enemies right they're varied the uh environments are very different you've got sort of a uh <coughs> space theme and some you've got an an organic uh uh background and uh the, there's also one that's sort of maze based that's a real bizarre uh gimmick where you it's almost like you're it's very confining mm. you know uh, even the end of that is to have like a sort of a maze boss at the end that you have to try to beat in this maze uh, there's also a, there, the end bosses in this are very impressive, aren't they, both? They're it's they're very very large. They're We're talking huge. about huge sprites here. Um, they had um, just to name a few. Uh, you've got a uh, uh, a giant crab that comes out. There's this ship that has another that can detach these two other ships that kind of come at you. There's a huge battle cruiser you fight. There's this ship that almost looks like it's covered in like a blob. It's sort of you blow the blob off of it. Mm-hmm. It's like a satellite or something under it. Um, there's that maze ending one I told you about. There's this one ending, and I could never get to these, by the way. I watched several playthroughs where you go to this level, and there's just stuff falling out of the ceiling. Right. You, I remember that. Yeah, you know, and then and then there's and there's this super crazy alien at the end who's sort of inside another bigger alien, and you have to you know shoot him. So the... Uh, the the end bosses are there, mm-hmm. and, and this is an era where not these games didn't always have an end boss. Right, and they just had right. continual just shooting. Went on, yeah. So there's something to be said for that. Uh, there are levels where you have to, which is again, this is a lot like some things we've seen in, in, in uh, on the Amiga. There are levels where you have to shoot through, like uh, which ironically that's what's happening on the screen. Uh, these organic tunnels, they just have to blow away all this you know crud mm-hmm. to make clear a path. Uh, basically, there are ground forces that will shoot at you, a la uh, you know blood money or anything else. They're just stuff that's on the ground shooting up. They're a pain. You have to come down to get them. You can't hit the walls. You can't hit the aliens. You can't hit the bullets. So it's a super duper. I found it very difficult. Uh, but what, what did you think well, about it? You know the, the the difficulties in this game are many. Obviously, you know if you're watching the video version of this game right now, we're pretty far into the game. I think we're on stage four now, and things have, have gone into insane mode. Yeah, I could never get here in a million years. But even in the earliest levels, the game is frustrating because when you die, you don't pick up where you left off. But you, it doesn't. If you get far enough, you there, pick up there's, there. There's a checkpoint system. Right, right. But I found that incredibly uh, demoralizing. I'm just so used to... Because even in games of this vintage, uh, a lot of times when you die, you'll just start right where you right where you left off. And, um, you know, the game is, is, is pretty generous with the amount of lives you get. Um, yeah. The, the biggest thing that I... The biggest problem I have with this game is that it always felt like, and maybe I'm just spoiled by the arcade version, but the it feels like you never have an, enough horizontal space in which to maneuver. It's very confining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Um, and I don't know, uh, and Chris Folds uh, mentioned this in, in, uh, in his review, but it's almost like the aspect ratio is working against this game. You know, if you were working with a 16 by 9 yeah. kind of surface, you could have more space to fly around. In this game, because you've got that square screen, it just seems like you constantly are trying to just maneuver yourself to not get run over by stuff. There are some levels that are worse about that than others. And of course, the bosses are also mammoth. And so they're, you know, I think it's, there are people that are good at this and they can go through it. And I, one of those people is not me. 
Uh, that much said, uh, it's difficult. And we had this. We had the exact same experience on the Amiga. It was so difficult that it made it not that much fun. Yeah, and it's funny because every review that you read online, every every modern review talks about a key part of this game was when people figured out how to use peek and poke statements to sort of uh, unlock a, a trainer, if you will. Where Rats, you can, I didn't know about those. Yeah, and so, uh, the, of course, I just went through all, I've got the, 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 um, the Spectrum Toe Set collection, so I just clicked through all the versions of this game until I found, found one with the trainer. Oh, and, uh, I didn't and, have and, that. And then I went to town on this thing. And so, but at the same time, you know, Shooters, I mean, if, if you turn on invincibility, you can get through it, but the game just doesn't become a whole lot of fun. And you're like, what am I even doing here? Why don't I just watch a playthrough? Yeah. So um, I want to love this game. This is beautiful, especially after the weeks that we've had recently where we're doing games like Head Over Heels and Quasitron, where it's one color, you know, it's a one color stage. This game is a, a feast for the eyes in terms of using the full spectrum color palette. Um, you know, I love the way. I don't think it's quite as jerky as you think it is. Well, I did, um, I'm, I'm looking at this. We're watching a playthrough as we talk, and this playthrough is much worse than. I mean, it, it wasn't nearly this bad when I played it. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing this whoever put this together, they, they they're having some kind of problem. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't this bad when, yeah. when I played yeah. it. Yeah. And um, but it's um, just the difficulty. You know, ruins it for me. Um, yeah. And, and you how know, far could you get? And be honest. Oh, I couldn't get past the first stage, and I tried. I got past I the tried. first stage. I yeah. didn't do that. Um, I tried really hard. I just this isn't Did my. Did you use a joystick or the keyboard? I use a joystick, and and part of the issue I think I was having, I have that Epix joystick that's got that trigger, and I just couldn't. You know, I was trying to, and it it just wasn't working for me. So this was part of the reason why, and I was going to talk about this when it came in, but I'll go ahead and mention it now. I ordered one of these um, mini monster joysticks with the nine. Pin. They're they're yeah. a new a new joystick company out there, and uh, for for games like this, so I can have arcade controls with this thing. Yeah, this uh, this would that would help. I wonder if it would help in some of the other games we played that were really really hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course, we all, again we've done it, the Amigos for a long time, and so we're used to these incredibly hard games. But and so but this is an incredibly hard game. Its rep was built on the fact that it was super duper hard. Mm -hmm. And I will say if if they brought that home. Because if you could load this up on the arcade machine, I could probably get just about as far as I did on this version. And this version gives you more guys. Uh, so, I mean, it it's a tough game. And some people are, that are better players than us are into that. Yeah. And so I, I'm only going to look at the things that, that I thought were, uh, you know, again, there's limiting, limited, limiting factors on the hardware. But it was it was sort of jumpy. And the uh, the color, it's colorful, but it just, like I said, to me it mostly seemed kind of randomy color. And the but the difficulty made it not that much fun. If there was a peek or a poke, I could have used. I probably would have used it. But then, like you said, once you do that, it's pointless. Something else I want to mention is that charging beam. And I have the same problem in the arcade. It's it's almost worthless to have that thing because by the time you charge it up, you may you don't know what's coming. You have to start charging before stuff shows up. Right. I guess I for bosses, yeah. it's okay. I experimented with it. You know, it's like trying to charge it up and then be able to let several enemies line up and you can go through them, you know, Indiana Jones and the Last right, Crusade I mean, style. Really, but, but you have to, it takes so long to charge it. You mm -hmm. charge it early on. Right. You know, uh, the, uh, the and again, I think the key to this game is being very good with the additional weapons. Which and I'm not. Yeah. And I think that's the way it is in the arcade too. Oh yeah. And I, I mean, it, it goes to show every every playthrough you see of this on on YouTube is somebody using cheats. Absolutely. Yeah. Know? We see that a lot, yeah. don't we? In some of our games we cover, right. a lot of people are as crubby at the games as we are. Uh, but you know, uh, I think I think this was an incredible effort. If you look at this in the in the uh, 
for the time frame and the hardware restraints you had. And this is what we do. We talk about this. It's great to see these machines where they had, here are your restraints. Mm -hmm. You get this much memory. You've got, this people have a joystick. You've got to make sure you cover your bases here. And I think if you look at it in that way, it's a quite a remarkable achievement. Especially turning it around in a year. When you think about all the horrible ports that we've played, um, you know, this is a quality port that came out soon after the uh, the arcade release. Now, I will say, I had a look at the, uh, the Amstrad version, too, because I'm a closet Amstrad fan as mm -hmm. well. And the uh, Now, I have heard the Amstrad version is not that good. In fact, I've often heard that this is one of the premier games on, on, on the uh, Spectrum. Mm -hmm. The Amstrad game looked better. I don't know if it played better. The mm -hmm. scrolling was a little weird, mm -hmm. uh, so and of course I didn't play it, but it looked okay. Uh, it looked it looked more like the arcade than this, obviously. But it, did it play as well? I don't know. We should also mention one last thing: the sound on this is negligible, but the sounds that are included are hideous. Yes, so. much like <laughs> much like the uh, the forty eight K in the hands of a non master, you're not going to get anything that is uh, remotely listenable. I read a lot of reviews on this, and they often say this. I've read this a bunch of times. The sound is what you would expect on your Spectrum. That's pretty much, that's the lie. Yeah. That's what you would expect on the Spectrum. Um, I did look up some reviews on this Boatster. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, the world of Spectrum, the fine folks that provide, by the way, this is one of the few ROMs I've seen so far that you could not legally download. This is one that really? you couldn't get, yeah. Okay. If you go into world of Spectrum, they have some, you can get some, you can't. This was one you couldn't. Mm. Uh, they, this, uh, the people over there have given this an 8.54 out of 10. So very score, well regarded. Yeah. Uh, crash Magazine rated this a 92%, and this was a Crash Smash. Wow. They were very pleased. Sinclair User, 90%. Your Sinclair, 9 out of 10. Ace, 871. And your Sinclair awarded this the Mega Game Award. <laughs> and, and so th this, was a, uh, uh, this was a very well-reviewed game. Um, it was also uh, number one in RGTV's YouTube video top five shoot 'em ups on the ZX Spectrum. So this is a top tier Spectrum shooter, and it, I can see that. You're, you've got a lot going on, and there's a lot of levels mm -hmm. and a lot of variants. So I'll give it that. But yeah. to play it in modernized or even semi-modernized, it's it's I would say it's it's good for its time. But it's not. I, I'm not gonna lie. This is not one that I would go pick up and play. It's not like some of the other games we've played, Manic Miner, so mm -hmm. where I'd want to go play it again. And this is the this is the folly or the, this is the problem with with arcade ports. I think in general, in a boat, and we live in an age where you can play almost all the classic arcade games on a retro pile, on an atomic pile, on your PC, on the Xbox. You can play the real R type, yeah. and so it makes a lot of these old ports uh, look ragged, and that which is. You know, sometimes you'll ha sometimes they'll come through and be awesome. Like the Dreamcast Gold Golden Axe, or excuse me, the Amiga Golden Axe. I can play that. It's pretty close to the arcade. I like it. Sometimes these people, they, sometimes these games bring a different slant to the table that make them fun. But this is one of the games where I think just the 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 rigors of time have not been kind. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, the Discord team re, uh, agreed with you. Really? Uh, yeah, we got some Discord. I was reviews. afraid I was going to get a lot of hate. Uh, Pixels at Dawn says an excellent eight bit conversion of the arcade classic, especially since I'm terrible at this too. Graphics use the Spectrum style well, especially the impressive Starfield background. Although there is some slowdown and the sound effects are a bit shrill. Yeah. Unfortunately, the cramped resolution makes it very hard to see and react to any incoming fire, uh, making it even more difficult than the arcade. 
Uh, Seven out of ten from Pixels of Dawn. Mm. Graham Vebke says one of the better eight-bit arcade conversions, but its graphics, while beautiful, are not in the correct aspect ratio, which makes it more difficult to recognize the patterns of attack waves. Yes. And the sound is not great either, but at least the gameplay is still there for this classic game. I don't feel it, it's the shmup king on the spectrum, as many say. Seven out of ten. And finally, Chris Folds says it's a brilliant conversion of the high-end arcade shooter. It's a bit out of aspect ratio compared to the original, which ramps up the difficulty, and it's a shame they never made a 128K enhanced version with better sound. A solid shooter, 7 out of 10. So all three of our reviewers mentioned the aspect ratio. Thing. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb here when I say this. I, and I do respect the arcade version of R-Type and what it brought to the table. It's very clever. I, I, I'm in the minority here when I say I would much rather play a game like Super Cobra or, or Scramble or, or uh, uh, I'm trying to think of other left to right shooters. I just I did Gradius. These, these games, Life Force. Those are too hard. Salamander. Those are all too hard. Uh, this these games that where they started just getting crazy hard. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I just couldn't. I mean, even Defender, I could never. Oh play. well, yeah, Defender is impossible. You know, and it's brutally yeah. hard. Uh, I just couldn't do it, and these games I just couldn't play. Now, when you got into the stuff more, they're more like Raiden. Mm-hmm. I could give those a whirl and be okay, mm-hmm. or like even like Zebius. I love, mm-hmm. you know, that's yeah, a game Zebius I was, I was a good hand yeah. in. But that's a whole different type of yeah, game. Right. When it came, to these games are just not my favorites, and they're not my favorites in the in the in the shooting world. And so, you know, it's eh. I, I, something I should mention, I, and someone in chat mentioned this, and I, I wanted to say something about it. I, I actually have this. Uh, on my uh, uh, Turbo Graphics super, like EverDrive, mm-hmm. and I played it on there, and I will say that version, a- as you would expect, is spot on. I'd love the to The Turbo try it. Graphics, when it comes to uh, shmups, it is it may be the king. I mm-hmm. mean, it is it, they've got shmups coming out the yin yang, and they're solid gold. Right. So if you want to play a faithful, super duper faithful rendition of this, I would go with the Turbo Graphics. If you're not going to play it in Mame. Okay, sounds good. Well, um, Aaron, as always, if you want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email at feedback at oursinclair.com. Uh, our web address is oursinclair.com. If you want to go on there and check out uh, our past episodes, uh, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, etc. in addition to YouTube. Um, I want to thank our supporters, our Patreon supporters that help keep this show going. Eric Nelson, Haribonaut, Graham Vebke, Frodo NL, Tapes from the Crypt, Pixels at Dawn, Chris Folds, Paul Harrington, and Christopher Hassel. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Um, they are the ones that are part of Clive's Club. A lot of those guys are part of Clive's Club, which chooses the games that we play every week. That's just one of the benefits of being a Patreon supporter in addition to getting access to our Discord channel. And uh, you get those uh, those limited edition magnets at Christmas time. So. We had a lot of the Discord channel has been very intriguing this week. I mean, yeah, we've had a lot of good talks yeah, yeah. on there. And I, I know I will say, uh, as much non praise as I may have keep this, I was looking forward to playing this because I'd heard the rep. And it is, I mean, it is a, a very it's it's a certainly a a high point in what you can consider what they could smash into a little 48K right. machine. It's quite amazing. It is, yeah. it is. And of course, if you want to watch us live, we record every Friday, uh, except when we don't. Uh, next week, 
Uh, I'm not sure what we're going to do about Iris Sinclair because we've got uh, Amigos episode 200 crossover show. Uh, yeah, we want. We want <laughs> I'm not. We're going to have to talk about that because we have not talked about it yet. Uh, but we're going to be recording something next Friday. Um, so uh, yeah, and if, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the Amigos and you want to jump in, uh, next episode is going to be a, a real. It's going to be something. Episode 200, five years of Amiga action. Yeah. Um, Amazing, but we'll we'll definitely get an episode of Ars Sinclair out next week as well, uh, and you can watch us as like these people in the chat are. Uh, we got Pac Billy here, uh, Jason Plevin, Henrik H A Anderson, uh, Pixels at Dawn, um, Picard two thousand five, Graham Vebke, Pac Billy, Duncan Styles. Uh, and possibly other people that are just listening. So uh, it's always a good time in the chat. Feel free to drop by anytime. Uh, next week, Aaron, we are going to be playing Coco Tony Wilf. Come again? Coco Tony Wilf. Are those one word or multiple words? That is two words. First word, Coco Tony. Second word, Wilf. Does that stand for something? <sighs> We'll figure it out, I we'll guess. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay, Coca Tony Will. Sounds great. Tune in next time to find out, guys. Until then, rewind tape and press play. Burp.